Hello and welcome to Music Production for Beginners podcast, where we will talk about techniques and tips that you need to know if you're trying to learn how to produce music. I am your host, Finley King. I'm out here, you know, just recording for you guys. I'm actually going to turn up the gain on here a little bit. I think think that's probably good. Yeah, right there. Right there. This is episode one. Uh, Yeah. So this podcast is for people that want to learn how to produce music. And they have some questions where they're like, where do I start? What do I need to know? What materials do I need? And all of these questions. Now, I feel like I should probably preface who I am before I try and, you know, before I try and tell you everything that I know, I feel like I should tell you who I am and, you know, why I even know anything or why I'm even a credible person to listen to or all of those things, I guess. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so my name is Finley King. I am a fifth-year student at Oregon State University, and I've been studying digital communication arts. I'm about to finish up my degree this year. Really excited for that. On the side, I actually learned to produce music. I'm all self-taught, which is, I think, one of the reasons why I wanted to make this podcast, because there were so many roadblocks when I got into music that I wish that somebody just would have been able to tell me, it would have been like, Hey, like this is probably going to happen to you. And it's, it's going to suck. Uh, <laughs> and just giving me a heads up, you know, and said, yeah, this is, this is probably going to happen. And it's, it's going to suck a little bit, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's part of the process and it's just very necessary to go through some of those sucky things, but also, it's just sometimes hard to find the right materials and, you know, know what you need to know as silly as that sounds. But I've had people that have reached out, um, reach out to me and asked about music production and, um, you know, how, how to start and where to start. And it gave me the idea like, Oh, I think I would like to start this podcast. But, uh, I think an interesting story I I would like to start out with, um, (laughs) Mm, that's tasty. I think before I get into prefacing the episode, I'm even going to preface my, my story a bit um, and talk about how I got into music. And I got into music my freshman year. So my freshman year of college, I, I met this girl who I was just absolutely, oh, excuse me, that's not supposed to be on, who I was absolutely crazy about. And I... I fell in love with her and I didn't really know how to go about my feelings for her. And I began to sort of just sing in the shower (laughs) and I'd never experienced this before. I'd never fallen like this for someone. And I, I would just sing in the shower and, you know, out and about on, on runs and stuff, just about the feelings that I had for this girl. And then eventually I, I, uh, I came forward and I told her how I felt and I, you know, confessed my feelings and she didn't feel the same. 
And then later down the road, she ended up like getting kind of intoxicated and then came forth and told me that she actually did have feelings for me. But for all these complicated reasons, you know, she didn't want to she didn't want to pursue them. And and obviously that's totally fine. I I mostly just, you know, being a young 18 year old boy and not really knowing how to deal with that kind of rejection. I, I didn't really know who to talk to. I didn't know. I just didn't know how to deal with it, honestly. And there was one day, and I think it was probably January of 2017, I went out to Troubadour, the Troubadour Music Shop, and I bought my first guitar there. And I just started to learn, you know, how to strum a guitar and how to play chords and sing. And I just started writing music. And at the same time that this was going on, my... I had a really great friend named Kalen. Kalen, uh, Kalen was in the freshman dorms with me, and he he lived right down the hall. I used to hang out with him and Brad all the time. We were we were close friends, and and Kalen was really into making videos, and he was a really really talented vi- videographer. And I actually I I got very inspired when I would you know hang out with Kalen, and he would show me some of the videos that he made, and. It actually got me, you know, interested in videography as well, and I sort of, you know, spun off from that and have done, you know, video music projects. Um, but anyway, I because of Kalen, I went and I decided to buy a professional video editing software called Final Cut Pro X, and the college had a really really great deal on Final Cut Pro X if you bought it in a package with Logic Pro X as well. And Logic Pro X is a um, music production software that I've used since then. And I think that if I would never, if I wouldn't have got into video editing, I actually never would have got into music either or music production because the fact that I had to purchase, you know, Logic Pro X as well led me later down the road to be like, oh, what is this program? How do I even use this? You know, what do I... (laughs) <laughs> how, do, how do I use it? What do I do? And how do I record stuff? How do I make stuff? And I started to realize that I could literally make my own music on it and, you know, went from there. So anyway, you know, emotional girl story mixed with inspiration from uh, a good friend. I think that it's a really, it's a really interesting story because there are, there are so many ways that people find music and find it as their their coping mechanism. Especially if you are a if you're a creative person, um, and you know you kind of feel the need to be creative. Since I found music, I haven't I haven't found anything that fulfills me the same way that music does, and that just you know when I'm feeling emotional and I have things that I'm trying to communicate, uh, I've I've had a lot of like pretty heavy struggles in my life so far and um, just with depression, with loss and music has given me an outlet that I've, I haven't found anywhere else. I mean, I don't get it from painting. I don't get it from um, exercising. I don't get it from, you know, I don't get it from anything except music. Like I, I just write and I can feel the emotions through the instruments, through my lyrics. And it's really, truly an amazing experience. And I, I think if there's any possible way that I, that I can open that door for someone else and, you know, let them know like, Hey, like music production is a cool thing that you can do even just for fun. You know, I'm, I think something I'm going to talk about later is that I'm not a professional, you know, I'm just, I'm still learning a ton of stuff, but, um, I just want to 
share the love of music with, with you guys and with the world. To go back, uh, we're going to go ahead and preface this episode. I know that was like a backstory preface. Second preface. <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're listening and you, you want to learn how to produce music. You don't know where to start. You don't know what you need to know. What materials do you need? I'm just going to go over some things that I have written down that I think that you should know before you jump in or whatever. The first thing that I'm going to talk about is that music production is time consuming. And believe me when I say that it is one of the most time consuming hobbies that you can pick up. Um, like I mentioned that I, I, I picked up videography my, my freshman year and I would say that music production is 10 to almost a hundred times the size of a learning curve that videography has. And if you're, you know, someone that maybe is interested in videography, like, and, or you've done it and you, you know what I'm talking about there, there are, you know, as many things as you can learn about a camera, there are that many things that you could learn about a pedal board or, you know, about reverb or about like buses. It's, it's absurd how much content there is to learn in the area of music production. And this is why I preface it you know, this is the first thing I'm telling you is that like, this is not something that you just, Oh, I'm going to learn how to produce music. Like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) You don't just learn that quick. I mean, I've now been doing it for about three years and I still am learning new things every single day. It is, it is incredibly, um, you know, it's incredibly full of information, which I think for a lot of people can be really, really rewarding. Um, and I will say that like, I, I've, I've multitasked, while I've learned the software for the past three years, obviously I've been in school, you know, I've been doing, um, you know, work on the side and, and doing, living my life. I'm not just primarily, you know, an audio engineer. So the learning has been slower for me, but still I, I would like to think that I'm someone that learns things quite quickly, you know, and I, I pick it up pretty fast, but music production is very learning heavy. And if that isn't something that you want to take on, then, you know, this is a good time to stop. Just don't listen. Don't listen to the rest of this podcast because it's not easy. Um, you know, developing your musical ear takes a long, long time. And, but, you know, yeah, it takes a long time. <laughs> so if you have the time, do it. If you really are interested in it, dive in. But if you are not willing to dedicate the time to it, it's not going to be as rewarding for you and you're not going to get the product that you seek. Although, the second thing that I want to mention is how absolutely fun music production is. It is, like I said earlier, I don't know what I would do without music. Um, you know, the ability to express emotion and feelings in a way that it's unparalleled by anything else in, in the world creatively for me, you know, so far it really has been it's unparalleled. I I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't get as much fulfillment out of making a song that is expressing an emotion that I'm feeling than, you know, talking to someone about it, than you know, meditating. I don't get the same release that I get from writing a song. Um, and it's, it's so fun. I mean, when you, when you nail exactly how you wanted something to feel and, you know, you encapsulate the emotion and, you know, getting to share it with people that you love and, Um, people in your social circle and your friends. It's truly a seriously gratifying experience. And it's, it's, you know, 
excuse my French, but it's fucking awesome. It's so sick. You know, it's so much fun. And that's why, you know, yeah, it takes a lot of time, but (laughs) if you full send it, like I promise that it will be worth it. Uh, you know, you just have to dedicate your time and yeah, it's a good time. Another thing that I've, I talked about, uh, that music is, is an outlet. I, I stress it over and over again that, you know, I, I've used music as an outlet for so much of my life and I, I truly don't know what I would do without it. I don't know how to cope with a lot of the things that I've gone through without being able to just sit down and write a song about it. And I, I wish to do that for so many more people. I wish that music was more taught, um, more taught. I wish that, you know, was granted the amount of importance that it, that it shared in, in my life. I, I'll tell you a story about when I was in high school, I, uh, when I was in high school, I was, I was a very diligent student. I was, I was a really, really good student. I was, you know, in the top of my class and I was very focused on high level courses, high level math and math and physics and history and, um, you know, writing and reading and all that. But unfortunately every year when I was in high school, all I ever wanted to do was take this guitar class that was offered third period. And I wanted to take this guitar class so damn bad, so damn bad. I would see, you know, I see a couple of my friends that were in it getting to learn guitar and how much fun they would have and how quickly they progressed. And, you know, they get to just play this beautiful musical instrument. And I wanted so badly to take this class, but I never could because I was, uh, I was always in this advanced math course, you know, I was always in the, the advanced math course was always third period. Maybe it was fourth period. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but it, you know, it conflicted because I went to a small school and I didn't get that opportunity. And, you know, my freshman year, our, our high school also cut the band, you know, and the band wasn't even a thing. And it's really sad to watch art programs. I know this is kind of off topic, but it's really sad to watch art programs get cut from schools and creative programs because it's how, it's how we deal. You know, it's, I think creativity is so just so incredibly important to development of human beings, because if you have feelings inside of you that, you know, you can't analyze in an analytical way, and you have to figure them out in a creative way, and you don't know how to do that, you're going to be stuck in a roadblock of your life, and you're just going to be fucked. Like, honestly, I, 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 I will honestly say that, and you, you'll be fucked. And that's why I that's why I'm making this podcast. That's why I want to inspire people to make music and to just do artwork. Um, that's why every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll buy my friends art if they're selling it on Instagram. It's like, I don't think people realize the importance of creativity. And I, and I think that some people benefit from it more than others. You know, I think that some people, you know, they make a painting and they, they feel a release by, uh, you know, releasing their feelings into this artistic form. And then other people, it doesn't do a lot for, I think it can have a lot to do with, you know, if you're how you were raised and if you were raised like that in a creative, um, in a creative household, I was raised in a very creative household. We did a lot of painting, working with clay. Um, excuse me. My mom was very, very focused on, you know, getting us signed up for art classes every, uh, every summer we would have art classes and I would go to um, Vanita Elementary School and I learned how to juggle and how to like make beaded necklaces and how to play the fiddle and, uh, you know, just weird craft activities like that. And I say they're weird, you know, but they're, they're awesome. 
And anyway, you know, I think creative expression is super important and it's, it's sad to see the world kind of not giving it as much power as it needs because when you have creative ways to solve problems and essentially that's what it is, is that I use music to solve problematic thoughts that I have or, you know, or even just like happy thoughts. Like sometimes like the thought can be so happy that you're like, man, like, oh my gosh, how do I even like, I don't even know how to understand this. You write a song about it and it helps you better understand yourself and the world and other people understand you better, you know? And if, you know, some, just for the capitalistic, you know, pitch here, like if something goes wrong at work, like you have to know how to creatively come up with a solution. And if you've only been taught the analytical path you're going to pick the wrong solution and it's not going to last. It's not going to, you know, work for people because we're not analytical beings. We're not robots. We are creative people as well. And, you know, analytical decisions can only get you so far. Sorry for that humongous tangent there. But, uh, you know, we're getting through. (laughs) We're getting through. We're getting through it. Yeah. Maybe I should, like, make a song, like, halfway through this podcast. (laughs) Hmm. I'm glad that I brought a Coke on. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Just for clarification. Uh, you know, fourth thing to preface. I'm still learning, um, and I'm not a professional audio engineer. And <laughs> it, it, I think it, it can sound odd to have somebody making a podcast about something that they're maybe not a complete professional in. I wonder if my camera is still recording. Sorry, I have a, a camera going as well at the same time. <laughs> I was just going to record the intro piece for this and then share that. But anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm also, I'm, I'm not a professional audio engineer and I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still figuring stuff out and it may sound weird to make a podcast about it, but I think that there's so much room to grow. And like I said earlier, that there's so much to learn in the realm of music production that I really, um, I really, I I hope to continue to learn things and to teach them on the podcast, you know, and to say like, Hey, like I, I did some research on this. This is a cool thing you should know. And, you know, tell you guys about it and say like, Hey, this is something you should know. And I want to share it. So yeah, I'm not a professional, but I, I've been doing it for a bit and I want to share what I know. And I want you guys to share what you know, and, you know, let's all rise together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I hope to just, you know, create stuff that helps you guys and informs you. And if you want to get into music, how I plan to run these episodes is the next thing I'm reading off my phone right now. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's so sick. One of my friends just texted me and asked if he could use one of my songs in a video. That's, that's sick. (laughs) Sorry to derail that that makes me feel really good i actually just dropped a a small album small (laughs) it's my biggest album yet (laughs) i just dropped an album and uh just actually yesterday which is pretty cool i'm really stoked about it anyway this isn't a this isn't a time to talk about my music not yet that'll save that for later um so yeah how i plan to run these episodes the point of these episodes the point of this podcast is to help musicians or people interested in music production just get started and it's also going to be fun you know i i want to i have some musical friends around corvallis and i want to i want to include them and i want to put them on the podcast and i want to i want to hear them share their stories about you know stuff that excuse me 
I want to hear them share their stories about stuff that, you know, kept them from getting into music or how they got into music. And, um, I think that everybody has kind of their own story of limitations or things that kept them from achieving their, you know, their greatest potential or what they wanted to do with music. And I think those stories are really, really important. Um, you know, the story that I told about being in high school and not, and not playing guitar. And I, I think about like what kind of person I would be if I would have just played guitar in high school, you know, would I be four years ahead of where I am right now? And would I have just said, you know, because in college I was a biochem biophysics major for two years, would I maybe have not wasted that two years. And instead, you know, would I have maybe majored in music and, you know, I, I want to tell people about these things. And I think that everyone's story is so important because you don't want to take paths that you don't have to, you know, and, and I, and I, I'm so grateful for the path that I have taken and the opportunity that I had to learn everything in the, you know, in the STEM, STEM category, science, technology, engineering, and math, and take all of those courses and be, you know, scientifically sound. I don't regret any of that. I'm not saying that I, I am saying though, that like you're, your path is uncertain. And, you know, you hear about people that become actors or actresses when they're 50, you know, cause they finally realize like, Oh yeah, like my whole life I've wanted to do this, but I just didn't, I didn't try it. And that was the experience that I had with wanting to learn how to play guitar. And that I, I just, the whole time I was like, man, like I would see my friend Clayton, Clayton is so musically talented. And I'd say, gosh, that just looks freaking awesome. You know? And I would always sing to myself and I, you know, I had a couple of friends that would always perform in the talent show. And I was like, man, I just, I want to do that. Like, I really would love to, I'd love to just get up there and sing my heart out. Um, but you know, never got the chance because I was so hung up on, um, kind of what my parents really wanted me to do. And, you know, what I thought that other people expected me to do to just continue in, you know, the science and math and all that rather than being a creative individual. So anyway, yeah, I plan to run this podcast as a, you know, as a fun space, as an informative space. I want you guys to, you know, have a good time when you're listening, but I also, <laughs> but I also, you know, I want to, I want to give information because I hate listening to filler content. And I also feel like this whole episode is going to be kind of just filler content because it's, it's a startup, but you know, I'm figuring it out whether I want this to be kind of a gab cast where I'm talking to musicians mainly or more informational. I think it's going to be kind of a, it's going to be kind of a mix. Um, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see as if I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Cause I don't. <laughs> All right. So first episode, you know, we're, we're in it. We're in it right now getting started, what you need in terms of music stuff, you know, what do you, what do you need in order to, in order to run the show? What do you need? Um, yeah. So I'm going to say, you know, because this is a music production for beginners that the first thing that you're going to need, um, so music production software, Music production in the terms of what we will be talking about on this podcast means that you're going to be taking musical samples or recorded sounds. Samples are just another word for um, a recorded sound. A sample could be an entire, you know, guitar riff that goes on for like two minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes. It can also just be literally a simple clap, you know, um, a clap sound that you sample and then you use that as a snare or a clap. A clap can be used as a clap. Who knew? 
um, <laughs> in your song. But anyway, music production is taking samples or recorded sounds and mixing them in a way that sounds pleasant to you, the producer. And I say you, the producer, because your ear is the ear that matters. And the reason that I say this is because you have to train your musical ear for what you like and what you know is good. And this is important because your music, for me, music is personal. You know, it's it's something that I create and it's it's for me. It's for other people, of course. You know, I, I, I always say that I hope that my music reaches the people that need it most. And it's unrealistic to think that you're going to create music and everyone's going to love it. You know, that's a load of bullshit. Like <laughs> anything you make, I promise there will be somebody that doesn't like it. You know, but guess what else? I promise you there will be someone that does like it. And that's the beautiful thing about making music is that, you know, some people aren't going to vibe with what you make, but some people are really going to vibe with what you make. And I think that's the most important thing about making stuff. And it's, it's really hard for people to get over that fact, you know, because we want, you know, social media and stuff teaches us that we need validation from everyone in our lives. We need validation from every person that we know. Um, but it's, uh, that's, you know, that's obviously nonsense. You're never, you're never going to receive validation from everybody in this world. Everybody always has something bad to say about something, you know, nobody knows how to sit peacefully and, and, and you know, no one's gonna, not everybody would enjoy what you make. You know, you, there are some people that, you know, exclusively only like songs that are <laughs> in the key of C because they're just so bright and, you know, up in the clouds and they don't want any of that, you know, lonesome E minor or F sharp, <laughs> you know, bogus. <laughs> they just want the happy stuff. And, and that's fine. You know, you have to just let people live their life and you got to create stuff for yourself and, you know, people that need it or desire to listen to it. And that's it. So. Um, going on to gear, like I just stated, you need music production software in order to create and edit sounds that you record on a microphone or even just from your iPhone or galaxy, whatever, however you record them, you need some type of music production software. And there are a lot of options to choose from. As I stated earlier, I use Logic Pro X. I have been using Logic Pro X for about three years. I should mention that there, um, I should mention that a lot of what I'm gonna talk about, um, excuse me, I'm gonna burp, is <sighs> that Coke? A lot of what I'm gonna be talking about on this podcast is gonna be related to producing on Logic Pro X. Um, but I realize Logic Pro X is a lot of money and you know that's an important, that important, that's an important talking point is that music production is not really cheap. You know, once you, it's not, you know, disgustingly expensive. It's not as expensive as, you know, maybe, you know, getting into videography or something, but you know, you do need, excuse me, you do need a computer that, you know, can run music production software. You do need a microphone. You do need an audio interface. You know, these things, these things add up. But anyway, to go back to music production software. There is also Ableton Live, FL Studio, Logic Pro, Pro Tools is a really advanced software, um, Reason, GarageBand, Acid, Cubbase, Reaper, Studio One. These are things I literally just pulled off a website. I don't even know what some of them are, but do some research, you know, find what works for you. And I think that 
If you use YouTube University, there are, I mean, obviously the less likely that the less popular the software is, the less likely you're going to find tutorials on how to, you know, do certain actions and create certain pieces of music. But, um, you know, pick what works for you, pick what's in your budget, um, do some research. I'm not going to talk about all of these. I've told you guys that I personally use Logic Pro X and most of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about is going to be dealing with the production software Logic Pro X, but a lot of these skills transfer. You know, when I talk about reverb or, um, you know, or busing or something like that, like those are things that you should find in any production software and, you know, you should be able to figure out how to do it yourself or through the use of tutorials, even if, you know, you hear me talk about it. So the next thing that I'm going to talk about for gear that you need is your headphones. So I'm wearing a pair of headphones right now that are, I think they're MXL headphones. Headphones are really important and especially good stereo sounding headphones are important because you, you will not be able, you will not be able to hear your mix properly without good headphones when you're mixing. It's also important because most people I'm guessing that are listening to this, you know, most people live in places where they maybe don't have the luxury of being able to play their music out loud or out of speakers all the time. And having a good pair of mixing headphones is going to go a long, long way. I mean, I could talk about this forever. Um, I don't have a lot of recommendations. I do think though that like, if you're going to spend a lot of money on something, this sounds really stupid. And I know it's going to sound stupid to new viewers, but like, I would spend almost more money on your headphones than you do any other piece of gear. And the reason is, is that they'll last a long time and you train your musical ear properly. And that is the most important thing. I mixed on a, these garbage headphones for literally like a year. And then finally, when I got a nice pair of headphones, I realized how many sounds I was just missing and how this huge area of the mix, you know, of the product that I was making, I I couldn't even hear, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even realize it when I was mixing it. And, and the reason was, was because I had bad headphones, you know, even if you have the most garbage microphone, you know, if you have the most garbage microphone out there, you can record a sound and you can place it properly in your mix. If you have a good pair of headphones or a good pair of speakers, which is what I'll talk about next. Um, so for mixing, if you really want to dive deep and get a pair of speakers to play your mix out of, um, you know, this is, this is the most important thing about producing music is hearing, hearing your instruments where they're at, hearing your vocals, where they're, you know, where they are accurately at in the mix and knowing what to do to fix them or to change them. And a lot of that, like I mentioned earlier, has to do with training your musical ear and training it to recognize where, where stuff is in the mix and be like, Oh yeah, that's like a little bit too far to the left. That's a little bit too far to the right. That's a bit too sharp. That's a bit too, uh, you know, that's a bit too dull. And you know, those are terms based off of like EQ and um, things like that. But being able to notice that I really think depends on having good speakers. However, guess what? You know, this is going to blow your mind. Like I said that I'm a beginner. I don't even have studio speakers. I still have not purchased them. I have mixed out of literally Bluetooth speakers like for forever. <laughs> I ha I put a Bluetooth speaker on top of this, uh, on top of this little box that I have and I listen to my mix out of it. And, and it's, you know, it's a nice Sony Bluetooth speaker and it gets the job done and it's not, you know, it's not a thousand bucks or whatever. And you can find cheap speakers, but 
I do think that the most important thing is when you're mixing is to listen to your mix out of multiple different things. So, you know, what that means essentially is that after you've finished mixing on your headphones, you unplug your headphones and you hear your mix out of a laptop. After you hear it out of your laptop, you, you know, plug in a speaker, you hear it out of the speaker. After you hear it out of the speaker, you go to your car and you listen to it in your car. Now, the car test, I think, is a, is so funny. It's so funny to me because I, I want to tell the story of car test is car test, <laughs> car testing. I want to tell the story of car testing um, because I think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. Car testing is, you know, essentially when you're done with your mix, you go and you listen to your mix in your car. When I first started producing and I would do the car test, my mixes would sound so, so bad. And it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious because when it happened, I, I would say, oh my goodness, like this is a load of bogus. Like my car speakers are so, so bad. And my car speakers, granted, they're not good. They're, they're really not great speakers. However, if your mix sounds bad in the car, it's, probably is because you've messed up the levels, meaning you have instruments that are too loud, you know, that are misplaced, that are not EQ'd properly. And I tell this story because I think it's funny that I spent a lot of time blaming my terrible mixes on my car and not on the fact that they weren't actually just properly mixed. And, you know, I tell it because I I feel like when you're getting into music, that is something that will probably happen to you. And you'll say, oh my gosh, why, why does this sound so bad? What did I do? And, you know, <laughs> it's probably that you just need to work on the mix a bit more and you need to focus on EQing it. And yeah. Um, so yeah, I talked about having, having lots of, I'm going to take a sip of my Coke. So I kind of talked about the importance of having lots of speakers and things to listen out of, you know, don't just listen on, don't just listen on, uh, what do you, what do you even call these? <laughs> don't just listen on the regular set of headphones, listen through, you know, your AirPods or your, uh, you know, your string headphones or whatever, you know, listen on as many different things as you can and try and fix what doesn't sound good in your mix based on that, you know, um, Ooh, actually, mixing, I'm putting on a note to talk about mix in, okay, I'm putting in a note right now, <laughs> okay, all right, so after talking about speakers or headphones, the next thing that you are going to need is a microphone. And depending on what type of music you plan on producing, you may or may not need a microphone. Um, you know, if you're just trying to create some sick lo-fi study beats, you might not need a microphone at all, um, unless you want to throw in some occasional ad-libs, which is, you know, uh, that's a name for additional vocal pieces that are not part of the main vocal piece in high quality. But... Otherwise, you will need a microphone to record stuff. And, um, you know, if you are trying to record guitar or ukulele or something, you will also need a, a good microphone. And <laughs> I'm just reading my notes right now. 
They're pretty funny. I say, for the love of God, please do not hear this and go out and go to Best Buy and buy and buy a blue Yeti off the shelf because it's not going to it's not going to do you good. So, not to bash on blue Yetis whatsoever because a blue Yeti is a really really good microphone. It's just oh my fridge just came on. That's going to be annoying. Um, <laughs> A Blue Yeti is not really good for music production, and I can tell you this from personal experience. I, you know, I recorded some of my first projects on a Blue Yeti, and the problem is, is that they, they just pick up everything, and you know, you end up trying to edit out frequencies in you know two thousand hertz and stuff that just you're just like, what the heck is going on? Why does it sound like this when you're playing your track and you're recording into the mic um, when you're playing it off of headphones? You know, you have your headphones on and um, the Blue Yeti will pick up a lot of that. And, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you can turn the gain down, but I promise you that that, that is not a good fit. You don't want to start with a USB mic. When you go and buy a microphone for the first time, you need to know that you can't just buy the mic. You have to buy a microphone with an audio interface and an XLR cable. And in addition to that, you probably want a pop filter and a mic stand and maybe even a foam cover for the microphone that you're purchasing. And this is all going to cost you around probably $250 if you, you know, get something that is pretty on, on average. Like I said, you know, music production is not cheap. It's not cheap to get into. It There is, you know, a bit of a cost curve. But I'm telling this story because I went out and I bought an $115 Blue Yeti microphone and it was a huge waste of money. And the microphone that I'm talking to you now on is an $80 microphone and you know it's even less than the Blue Yeti and it's just so much higher quality because it's running through a Focusrite audio interface through an XLR cable. And these are you know this is one of the things that you need to know if you want to just dive right in and you want to buy this stuff please, please, please buy a microphone that uses an XLR cable and an audio interface. Do not buy a Blue Yeti. It's, or any of, you know, yeah. Yeah. What else? Hmm. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up that first episode. This is the end of the first episode. Thank you so much for listening to this week's installment of the Music Production Beginners Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's installment of the Music Production for Beginners Podcast. We hope that you found some of the content presented to you today helpful, informative, and fun. Have a great day and keep making tunes. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like I should have done a sum up before I did that. (laughs) So yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and sum up, you know, everything that I've said today, just in short, music production is time consuming. It takes, it takes a lot of time. If you want to get into it, realize that it's going to be a lot. However, it is a lot of fun. Music production is a blast. If you get into it, you're going to have a, you're going to have a Um, Music is a great outlet. If you have a lot of feelings, you have things to say, get into it. You know, I want to hear your feelings. I want to hear your music. Um, Next thing, I 
I'm not a professional audio engineer. I plan to run these episodes by teaching you stuff as I learn it, by having guests on that talk about their musical experiences or just chat about music. And yeah, I talked about music production software. If you want to learn to produce music, you need music production software. You also need a good set of headphones. If you want to record, you also need a microphone, audio interface, XLR cable. Also, you need to have a way to listen to your mix, whether it's out of a Bluetooth speaker, speakers in your cars, off your laptop. You have to listen to your mix in multiple settings. Thank you so much for listening to this week's installment of the Music Production for Beginners podcast. I am your host, Finley King, and I hope that you found some of the content presented to you today helpful, informative, and fun. Have a great day, and keep making those tunes. I'll see you guys next time.